Welcome everyone to Imperfect Leaders. We invite the country's most powerful leaders and ask them to be totally vulnerable and share their wisdom, their life lessons, and their practical advice. If you want to join our community of imperfect leaders and are truly committed to continuously leveling up your leadership skills, check us out at www.imperfectleaders.com. Until then, sit back and enjoy today's show. There's a reason why global superstars like Beyonce are lining up to invest in a cool new startup called Lemon Perfect. To use their own words, the product tastes great, it's really good for you, and it's cool. Today's guest, a guy named Yanni Huffnagel, is the super talented entrepreneur who founded Lemon Perfect and who is totally revolutionizing the enhanced water category long dominated by brands like Smart Water. It wasn't always easy. After all, Yanni admitted breaking into this category is almost impossible. Almost. There were many struggles and tears in the early days, and Yanni isn't afraid to share those stories. But they got past the pain and darkness, and now it's hockey stick growth straight to the stars. And that's exactly why high character influence makers love the company so much. The culture and the brand truly resonate with their core values. So sit back and listen to why I have so much respect for Yanni's passion and his authenticity as a great leader. Well, tell me about the early days of Lemon Perfect. I mean, why did you actually decide to start this company in the first place? And was it hard in those early days to get some momentum? Jeff, we we talk about a concept here, uh, hard, not impossible. I lived through unimaginable darkness early on. I coached college basketball for 10 years. The yeah. shorts, the, 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 and, we, and we'll get into it. And, and you know, the short story, right, is a friend of mine um, wrote a book on the ketogenic diet. And in the back of Matt's book were all these sample meal plans. And every day started by drinking organic lemon water, Right. And I was searching a little bit for some structure at the time, right? A weight training structure, a diet structure. And, and uh, I really liked Matt's approach. And, you know, in the back of Matt's book were all these sample meal plans. And every day started by drinking organic lemon water, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, Matt, let's do it, right? Like I'm in A through Z. And, and the process of lemon water in the morning was painful, right? Buy an organic lemon or buy organic lemons, cut the lemons, squeeze the lemon, juice all over, horrible taste, cleanup process, mm. right? I stuck with it because I felt great. And it, it was a real way for me to jumpstart my day, mm. right? When you put routine in the equation, it really sets you up, mm. right? And, and um, fast forward, and I'm in our locker room, towards the end of the season. Um, and, and all of our coaches and our players are drinking vitamin water and Gatorade. And, and, and I, just, I just said, hold on, can we take organic lemon water and make it taste great and um, not disrupt the nutritional deck uh, or the nutritional integrity of, of organic lemons? And that was the seed of the journey. Uh, I didn't run out of the locker room and say, my God, I'm going to start a beverage business. Mm -hmm. uh, the season ended. We lost to Iowa State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. We had a really good group. 
And I was in Southern California having lunch with a friend of mine, a very entrepreneurial minded friend. And I said, John, what do you think of this, this idea? And he said, I love it. Anything that you can do that can capture a piece of someone's daily routine, what they do in the morning when they first get up, what they do at night when they go to sleep, or any point B, C, D, E in between is worth going. And I jumped up. And remember, all I knew was lemon water as a morning beverage. Mm -hmm. And I jumped up and I said, John, we're going to go create the morning elixir, right? Like, here we go. And I, I, I remember, I mean, I remember so vividly, we were at M Street Kitchen and his apartment is a football field up the street. And as soon as I walked through the front door of John's apartment, which is actually where I was staying, I Googled how to start a beverage brand. And that was really minute one of this journey. Uh, I ended up saying I, I was going to you know, take a year off from coaching college basketball after 10 years. <laughs> to go back a couple minutes to your original point, uh, Jeff, the darkness that I lived through from that Google search to honestly, just recently, like the last, the last six months or so, where the business has really hit an inflection point of, of hyperscale, hypergrowth. I was living or I would spend more hours in darkness than I did hours of light. Now, right, it's flipped. And most of my days are filled with much more light than dark. Yeah. But we're now five years down the road. Yeah. And, you know, we'll get into it. But so much of entrepreneurship is just continuing to believe and to put one foot in front of the other and just survive in advance. But, but and now where, here we are. Yeah. Where, where do you get that belief, though? Like you say, you know, only 1% of the new beverage products will cross that $10 million mark. So where did you get the guts? I mean, the almost the sheer audacity to launch this company and think that you were special enough to do a Google search and figure out how to launch it. And then, you know, how did you handle the darkness? Because there, it was a grind for a long time. So where did you get the guts and how did you handle the darkness? A lot of nights spent crying and you just let the tears roll down your face, right? I mean, that's the that's the truth. I mean, uh, you know, for the first two years from day one, I was, you know, I was on my own. I didn't hire anyone. Um, we had great fractional resources, great early advisors that helped me figure this out. Um, you know, what I'll tell you, though, is before we raised any capital, I didn't know how hard it was. Mm -hmm. So I had a big idea and I was incredibly naive, right? I didn't know that beverage was an almost, almost impossible game to win. And then when you raise dollar one, right? When you raise dollar one, then there's no turning back mm. because then, then it's not just you, then it's, your capital partners. Mm. And then you hire teammate number one. Mm. And now your burden goes from capital partners to people, right? And then you get a little bit of scale, right? And you start selling bottles 
and you start seeing the way that people react, the consumer reacts to your product. And then you look forward and you say, my God, we can actually change the way that America and eventually the world drinks not only water, but beverage and that entire ecosystem. And then you've got a burden of capital partners, a burden of people and teammates, and a burden to America and the world to actually do social good and make America a healthier place. Because so much of what the dislocation of health in America stems from is not by what people eat. It's by the sugar that people drink, especially in the most underserved communities. And so, Jeff, you ask me why, you ask me why, you know, I just put one foot in front of the other every day and figure it out and survive in advance and fight through the darkness. Mm -hmm. It's because I have three roads that I have to sprint, sprint down every day. Mm -hmm. And I have to cross the finish line. Mm -hmm. One is, one is our capital partners. Two is our people. And three is the impact that we can make on America and beyond from a health perspective. And were you thinking about that when you were alone in bed at night crying these, you know, tears that seemed uncontrollable? I mean, were you thinking about I, I have so many people and so many constituents now that there's no way I'm giving up? Or were there times where you felt like, hey, I'm going to give up? There were times before we raised our first dollar of capital where I said, I'm not sure this is for me. I'm going to go back and coach college basketball, right? I took my year, took a breath, like, let's turn it back and let's figure out what makes the most sense for me. And, and even, you know, like, even after seed financing, like there were moments where I felt like I couldn't do it. But somehow something inside of me just said, we got to keep fighting. Right. There was a moment and it's been well documented where I almost pulled myself out of this seat and hired a CEO. Mm. And I said, I'm going to go be the chief brand officer or whatever that could be. Right. Like I'm going to go be the number two or the number three or the number four. Like I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to I'm going to set the vision, if you will. Right. But I can't actually execute. And why were you and, thinking that? I mean, why were you thinking that? And was that making you scared? So I was thinking that because I always want to put myself second and winning first. Mm -hmm. So I've never been afraid to make decisions based on that outcome alone, mm -hmm. right? Winning is the most important. I mean, there's nothing more important than finding a way to win, to scale the mountain, and find liquidity in this journey, right? And, and now if we do that, or when we do that, we return on capital for our investors. We really take care of our people, right? And we make great impact mm -hmm. on the health of the American consumer and beyond. So, so find that product market fit on day one with, right? Like with, light-filled days. Mm -hmm. Like we found product market fit right away. Mm -hmm. Week one in our first retailer. But that for me and for us, that didn't equate to uh, 
knowing that we would win the 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 the, the game only because that people liked the product. That was just that was table stakes, right? right? That people came back. There was the whole lot, or there is a whole lot in this business around margin structure, right? And around um, you know, uh certain business fundamentals that we did not have in place at the beginning. Uh, that was that was my my darkness revolved uh around uh more of the business side of this journey than than the product side of this journey well, if that makes sense it does it let's get away from the darkness and the pain and go to the light at the you're now seeing at the end of this tunnel or not the end but the middle um and you talked about the importance of branding so why are global celebrities like Beyonce and Sloan Stevens and Blake Griffin and now CJ Stroud, congratulations, why are they lining up to invest in and partner with Lemon Perfect? Well, taste drives a lot of it, right? Why are people, why are people of great influence so excited about what we're building? Um, one, um, we do not do deals unless... Um, there's an equity component. Um, and in most cases, an investment component as well. So you you have people that really believe in what we're building, right? Um, you have people that love the taste profile of the product. You have people that know how good for you it is when they drink it. And then you have people that know the impact that we can make on on that the 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 health of the American consumer, especially especially, and in the case of our celebrity partners, especially on, on the most underserved communities in America. And um, uh, oftentimes where our partners of influence um, have set up um, uh, uh, foundations uh, in those geographic uh, um, or underserved communities, if you will. So um, a lot of excitement for what we're building. I also think that people... Um, you know, uh, generally speaking, whether it's a person of influence or not, like to find the next big thing early mm. and then be a megaphone for what that is. And, and I feel like, you know, you said that you'd really like for these influence makers to be equity participants. And I'm sure they must like that because they're probably very good business people. So, I mean, in what ways do they get involved from a business point of view? I mean, how are they really sort of strategic partners with you guys? You know, so to be honest, uh, Jeff, most of our conversations with people of influence, they ask, well, oh, how do I invest? Right. Um, so that's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes we'll give additional upside based on that investment, mm -hmm. um, you know, in exchange for um, you know, certain name, image, and likeness, you know, avenues that we can go down, whether it's in-store execution, um, like a standee, right? A life-size standee um, in a retailer, whether it's, um, you know, uh, a digital, um, you know, um, commitment, right? Like a post on Instagram or TikTok. So, um, and and, I, and what I'll tell you is we're just getting started adding incredible people of influence to our um you know, to our group of stakeholders. Yeah. I mean, and I see, you know, like a guy like CJ Stroud is a brand ambassador in Buckeye Nation. You know, I, I could see him being really impactful, but actually the opportunity itself being a good leadership development activity for him. 
you know, to really understand business better at a ground floor working with you and your team, you know, I would think that would be a really interesting win-win for both sides. It's great that you say that, Jeff, because when I have these conversations and um, CJ uh, is a great example, I, I often speak to this being a great, a great inside look at startup uh, um, uh, at, at startup uh, uh, life or at investing in early stage businesses, right? Early stage venture backed businesses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the, the most fun nights that I've had on this journey was when I had dinner with, with CJ and Luke Whipler, who we also did a uh, endorsement deal with. Uh, Luke is the starting center at Ohio State. Um, and a high-level NFL draft prospect uh, or high-level NFL prospect. And I had uh, we, we, I was in Columbus. Uh, I went to Columbus to, to, to meet with the two of them, and they sat on one end of this booth or on one side of this booth, and I sat on the other. And half the conversation was about the business, about the fundamentals of the business, where I started talking about you know, um, our, our cocks, right? What does that mean? Cost of goods sold, right? Our margin profile. Well, why? And then, you know, they would, well, why is the margin important? I, you know, you know, so, so, you know, we talked about TAM. Well, what does TAM mean? Total addressable market, right? Like, so, so, you know, high level business terminology, but as they, and, and Luke and CJ are great examples, they will play in the NFL. They will play in the NFL for a long time. They're going to make millions and millions of dollars playing football. Mm-hmm. And they will be presented with numerous opportunities in the next few years to invest in venture-backed early-stage businesses. Mm-hmm. And if Lemon Perfect can help them, right, diligence the opportunities that will come their way in the near future, how great is that? So listen, everyone that we do a deal with has my cell phone number. Everyone that we do a deal with is on our investor distribution because our investor distribution actually doesn't go to only our investors. It goes to all of our shareholders. And so they can really follow along. Um, and how cool is that, it, right? It, that I get to have conversations with the CJ Strouds of the world about, you know, about, uh, you know, what, what the, you know, what their, what their, uh, you know, their scripted plays are going to be tomorrow night against Notre Dame. And, oh, also our gross margin profile in the business. Pretty cool for my seat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I almost see it as like a three-legged stool from their perspective, too. So, you know, part of their education and leadership development is in the classroom. It's in the uh, in the sports arena. And now it's in the real-life startup business world with access to the cell phone of this passionate founder and CEO. So I could imagine athletes would be lining up all over the country to be in this kind of a leadership development opportunity. We get uh, hundreds of inbounds a week. That's, that's, that's correct. And, and, and it's, it's happening more and more. And, and, and the level of celebrity that has been reaching out is humbling to be honest and very exciting. And, um, but as we, you know, put these great people uh, these great senior people around our table here internally, it has freed me up 
to do these really cool things, right? That ultimately will, you know, look, there's nothing more important for us now than driving awareness and driving trial, right? And, and so the hope is that these conversations that I'm now having with people of influence or, or celebrities will ultimately drive that and help our people, you know, sell the product, right? Or help drive the trial, drive the awareness, drive the, the repeat that will allow us to ultimately scale the mountain and become the billion dollar business uh, that, that we're on track to go become. Let me take a step back. You mentioned basketball, that you're a coach, and I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, so I love basketball. It's in my blood. Uh, I grew up playing against our mutual friend, Seth, that we talked about earlier. Uh, how did you get so interested in hoops? And like, tell me about your career as a basketball coach. I got caught from our varsity basketball team going into my junior season. I was the last cut. And in high school? In high school. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was a, uh, uh, you know, an all-section lacrosse player. I ended up playing um, lacrosse in college um, my, my freshman year. But when I got cut from the high school basketball team, I uh, was crushed, devastated, right? And uh, the next day, um, I walked into the principal's office. Um, I told him how disappointed I was in the head coach's decision. And at the same time, I asked him if we could start broadcasting uh, the high school basketball games on the local access TV network, right? Cable 72. And my partner, uh, our play-by-play man, was Ed Cohen, who's now the radio voice uh, for the New York Knicks. So, uh, Ed found a career in sports broadcasting. Um, I did not, but, but, um, you know, and, and then just fast forward and, um, I ended up playing, uh, at Penn state, uh, in lacrosse, my freshman season, um, transferred to Cornell going into my sophomore year of college and was all set to play lacrosse. And I was in the weight room and one of the assistant basketball coaches and I, got talking, right? And we became close over the course of a week or two at the beginning of, of that school year. And he said, my God, your energy and enthusiasm for basketball is like, I've never seen this before. Like, would you be interested in coming to be a student manager for us? And uh, that's how it happened. So I became a student manager at Cornell for the basketball team. Um, that became a internship with the New Jersey Nets, now the Brooklyn Nets, uh, summer of 2005, Lawrence Frank, the head coach, asked me to stay on. I ended up not going back to school um, that semester, did a lot of my work online. Um, and then, you know what? The video coordinator at the Nets at the time um, had a relationship with Jeff Capel, who uh, was the head coach at the University of Oklahoma. And and uh, he called Coach Capel and said, you know, there's a young kid with a lot of energy that I think you should take a look at for one of your graduate assistant spots. And um, I flew out there. I interviewed with Coach Capel and 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 uh, he offered me the job on on our way back to the airport after I was there on campus for a couple of days. And uh, my first day of summer school at Oklahoma as a graduate student was Blake Griffin's first day of school, uh, his freshman year. Um, and uh, I remember running upstairs, calling my 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 dad and my mom and telling them I think this is going to work out just fine. So uh, and and Blake and his brother Taylor um, are significant investors in Lemon Perfect, and part of a 
basketball community that without there would be no lemon perfects. Um, it is amazing um, the 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 passion and the support that my basketball world and network has given to Lemon Perfect and 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 Jeff. It's you know it's a question that I get asked a lot, right? Like, uh, I want to start a beverage business. Like, what do I do, right? I joke and I, you know, I, I tongue in cheek, I say, go coach college basketball for 10 years and then come back to me. Um, and and yeah. I, I just want to follow up on that. Is coaching good practice for becoming a, a future entrepreneur or founder or CEO or leader in general? I would tell anyone, go, go, go be a high school coach. Like, Why? Because winning and winning is parallel, right? Like in business and in sports. Right. We're not talking about, you know, fourth grade soccer where everyone gets a trophy. We're talking about high stakes business. We're talking about, you know, in my case, the highest level of college basketball that you could play, mm -hmm. where you've got coaches that are being hired and fired for millions of dollars coaching college basketball. I mean, you know, I, I built a reputation as a recruiter and 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 I felt like my life was on the line to deliver the best players that I could for our head coaches mm -hmm. for our schools. Right. And, and, and so there was recruiting, which we do now, right. With people, uh, there was telling story right in that recruiting process, which we do now with lemon perfect, right. Everything is all about, you know, being able to sell, being able to tell a story. Right. Um, and then the, the unyielding every day discussion around the scoreboard it's very similar, right? In basketball, you win or you lose. Like you actually can't tie. So you can play four overtimes. Eventually, there's a winner and someone walks off the floor a winner and someone walks off the floor a loser, right? And in this game, honestly, Jeff, uh, we look at our outcome as very binary as well. Mm -hmm. We either win or we lose. I either walk out of this office with some coins in my pocket, having made an incredible impact on the world, having made millions and millions of dollars for our investors and our people, mm -hmm. or I'm out of here in a box. Well, you don't win in business every day, and you definitely don't win in basketball every day. So what do you do when you lose? And how do you help build the team's resilience and morale after a crushing loss? Don't be a good loser. That's what I would tell you is, is – is when we get told no, um, or when something, you know, when the ball doesn't bounce our way, I don't react uh, like it's okay. So I don't tell people it's okay to uh, to come up short. I don't react well to it. The head coaches that I was that that I were around for forty eight hours after a game, twenty four hours after a game, they felt like they 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 felt like they couldn't take another step. So you can't accept losing. Who who were some of the who were some of those coaches and you say they just couldn't accept it? So I'll name them all. Jeff Capel at Oklahoma, Tommy Amaker at Harvard, Kevin Stallings at Vanderbilt, Conzo Martin at Cal, who's also an investor in the business, uh, Eric Musselman at Nevada, who's now the head coach at, at Arkansas. Um, so I was very fortunate, right? I mean, you're talking about uh an incredible group of of 
of not only tacticians, mm-hmm. um, managers of of people and players and their program. Um, what I, what I would what I would tell you is when we when we recruit or you know now for me I'm the last interview for everyone that joins this business unless it's like a you know a leadership type of of role mm-hmm. and and I always talk about I want to make sure you understand before you sign the DocuSign that this is not a job for the common man or woman. Nah. Like there are a lot of places that you could go work and you'll be under less pressure, if any pressure, to win. That might be the best place for you. Now, the flip side of that is if you come here and you bleed yellow every day, and you're passionate about what we can we we can build together. Not only can you realize the biggest, you know, financial outcome of your career, but you can make an impact on on America. Think about that. Like it's so we 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 are we are selling a product that people put into their bodies. Very, very unique. It's not something that you put on you, right? It's not something that you use that provides great uh, uh, utility, like like an iPhone, for instance, mm-hmm. right? This is something that you put in your body, mm-hmm. that you put in your body. And we are delivering something that is as good for you as anything on the shelf in our category. And you're not sacrificing your flavor journey, right? It's all about having great balance. But for me, balance is sprint rest. It's not run rest. And there's a big difference there, Jeff. And that's not for everyone. I, I love that. It, and you talk about the pers- the impact that people make when they're at Lemon Perfect. And certainly there's the financial aspect. And there's certainly impact making everyone else lives a lot better because of what you're putting into your body but it sounds like also they're helping themselves reach the full potential and you're creating the kind of culture and the kind of environment that gives high potential talent the opportunity to try a lot of new things during these sprints which you know when they go back and look in the mirror each day or each week over time they're becoming better leaders by doing this. So it feels almost like, you know, a leadership development factory in a sense. Well, I think that's really important, you know, and 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 whether it's me or or Jim, um, who was at Coke for, for 30 plus years and 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 you know, recognized as as one of the great people leaders, you know, um, we all, and when I say we in this case, you know, our senior leadership. We have a responsibility to develop our people. Absolutely, Jeff. Right. And and so the concept there is that Lemon Perfect is a trampoline of growth for you. Right. And and the trampoline um, analogy is a really interesting one for me, because when you bounce on a trampoline, right, like your first few jumps are not as high as your last jumps. Right. And so we want our people to jump higher and higher every day, every week, every month, every year, right? To the point where they're jumping out of the sky. Mm-hmm. And then our, but, but you know, when you jump on a trampoline, you control how high your next jump is going to be. Exactly. That's the person that's, that's the jumper. That's not the trampoline. And so, 
you know, it really is. It's a, it's a two-way deal. Yeah. We're the trampoline. So imagine the yellow trampoline, really stable, right? Like we're just providing the platform for our people to jump higher. And the lift, and the lift, which which I love. And, and so there's no such thing as a perfect leader, but what are some things as the company continues to scale and grow and this hockey stick growth, what are some things you're working on to be an even better CEO? It's a great question. <laughs> Finding balance in my own life is is probably my you know my number one place where i need to really improve right now right what do you um, need finding balance i need mm-hmm. to make sure that i also sprint and rest mm-hmm. right you can't sprint forever and i have sacrificed a lot on a personal level um to be all in on lemon perfect and to make sure that we do cross the finish line as the number one brand in the enhanced water category by dollar share, right? That's our North Star. That's our finish line. And is that about a $15 billion category? A little bit less, uh, you know, depending on who you put in the category, but vitamin water is number one in the category, right? Today, they have, you know, call it a 45 share of the category. Um, You know, right now, today, we have a two share of the category. So the category is dominated by vitamin water, Propel, by Hint. There are now several retailers across America where we have more share of the category than Hint, for instance, right? And so we've made more noise in two years than anyone else has ever made this fast ever. Um, But if you don't have a a vision for where you want to go, it makes it very, very hard for your people. So we don't talk about uh, selling the business so much with our people. Like we don't talk about the liquidity event. We talk about growing share. We talk about being number one in the category, right? Like that's our North Star because when we get there, you'll see Lemon Perfect on every street corner in America from Beverly Hills to Baton Rouge and everywhere in between. And so that's our North Star. So do you think then if you rested more, you would be less able or more able to reach that star more effectively? We're going to find out because uh, I've been much more deliberate about about uh, uh, finding moments to rest. And the truth is, is when you have the great people around me like we do today, right, again, whether it's our internal team, um, whether it's um, our board members and board observers, whether it's our group of advisors, whether it's our external stakeholders, um, it, it 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 makes the uh it makes the ability to rest easier right because we keep like we don't stop like we keep growing um and and the truth is is I didn't have that right early on mm-hmm. so I I couldn't I I I couldn't I I there were no days that I could but now um you know like we 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 did a a a partnership. We announced a partnership a couple of weeks ago with Sloan Stevens, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, 2017 U.S. Yeah. Open tennis tournament champion. And Sloan invited me to her matches this week at the at the U.S. Open, and she played on Tuesday, and I went, and then she played on Thursday, and I went. Right, and and you know, in in that window of time, I I, I was focused on on cheering Sloan on. I wasn't 
looking at my phone or thinking about the business. I was cheering on uh, a very meaningful um, uh, partner and, you know, speaking candidly, a dear friend. It sounds like the nature of your job is actually changing as you're, the company is evolving and as you're building this amazing team that allows you to do things like what in some ways is personal, like going to Sloan Stevens match, but in other ways, very much a business uh, business uh, practice because she's a sponsor. And, you know, I think that builds your relationship with a very key partner and uh, sponsor. So it's, I mean, is the composition of your job changing? And do you like that? I love it. Uh, and I think, you know, you're, you're spot on, right? That, that as the business scales, there's probably going to be a bigger blending of what my personal life and my professional life look like, right? And that separation might just be impossible, right? Yes, I was, I was, I was there supporting Sloan, but Sloan is an investor. She's a brand partner. She's one of the most impressive people I've ever met, but, but she's also a friend. And, and, and so, so yes, like there will be that blurring. Like we, 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 the CJ Stroud uh, and Luke Whippler deal, I'm planning to go watch them play against Ohio, uh, against um, uh, Wisconsin uh, in a couple of weeks. And, you know, I'll be, I'll, I'll have my face painted red and white, right? Like, I mean, um, I, I'm in an incredible seat. I mean, this thing, are you kidding me? I mean, would I get to wake up and do three somersaults out of bed to go compete for every day? I mean, it's, it's, it's really fun. You know, I think the cool thing for me is that my basketball relationships um, have not only been preserved, I think they've accelerated through the lens of Lemon Perfect, right? Um, and, um, you know, Jeff, we've got screws to tighten and work to do. Um, I've got screws to tighten and work to do, but but we're in a great place. I've never been more bullish about the business. Podcasts like this are so humbling and so fun. And, um, you know, I, I, I hope you appreciate the energy that, that I can, uh, or that, that I, I don't know any other way, right. Than, than, than bringing this to the conversation, but this was, uh, this was a lot of fun. Yanni, you're the best. Your, your passion is infectious. I love the, love the yellow shirt. I can tell you bleed yellow. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. And I'm looking forward to uh, to listening and, and following the podcast from here. Thanks for joining everyone. To share your thoughts about this episode or questions for any of our guests, you may join our community of imperfect leaders striving for greatness at www.imperfectleaders.com. You'll then have access to all past episodes, special content, and invitation-only roundtables with the country's most successful leaders, business school professors, and executive coaches. See you next week, everyone.